This is episode number 572 with Rachel Platten. Welcome to the School of Greatness. My name is Lewis Howes, a former pro athlete turned lifestyle entrepreneur. And each week we bring you an inspiring person or message to help you discover how to unlock your inner greatness. Thanks for spending some time with me today. Now let the class begin. Earl Nightingale said, never give up on a dream just because of the time it will take to accomplish it. The time will pass anyway. Welcome, my friends, to today's episode with the incredible Rachel Platten, who is a singer and songwriter, and she has released three independent albums between 2003 and 2014 before signing with Columbia Records in early 2015. Now, she rose to fame in 2015 with the release of the single Fight Song, which peaked at number six on the U.S. Billboard Hot 100, topped the charts in the U.K., peaked all over the world. She won an Emmy Award for the live performance of the song on Good Morning America, and she's got a new record out, new album out, called Waves. Just came out featuring the hit single, Broken Glass. Now, here is an inspiring individual who has really done some things that I feel like most people aren't willing to do. Most people aren't willing to spend a decade of grinding and hustling for a small audience and then all of a sudden rising to the, uh, the fame that she's got. And her, her song, Fight Song, really took off and has been kind of like the theme song for so many women uh, over the last couple of years. And uh, just an inspiring story. And so many good things have happened to her. It couldn't happen to a, a better person. Some of the things we talk about in today's interview are why it's important not to seek validation outside of yourself. This is a really challenging thing to do. I've been there myself, but the key to this, okay? We talk about that. Also, how to stay committed to your vision even when results aren't happening for you. That's right. It may not happen overnight, guys. Also, how to clear out the fear from your mind before a big gig, a performance, or something where you have to show up. Why hard work beats talent, And all the people talk about the excuses of maybe not having the talent. I'm telling you, the hard work is where it's at. And also why Rachel believes in never giving up, even if you feel delusional about a dream. Super pumped for this, guys. Make sure you tag your friends. Post this right now that you're listening to this on your Instagram story. Tag Rachel Platten. Tag myself, at Lewis Howes, over on Instagram, Twitter. Send her some love and let her know that you're listening. Before we dive in, I want to give a shout out to the fan in the review of the week. This is from Preston, who said over on iTunes, he said, I'm a junior in college, and over the last year, I have had some hard lessons about life, about being an adult, and dealing with real-world problems. Along this journey, I have struggled with some depression and social anxiety. The School of Greatness has cultivated a burning desire to pursue my passions and assume responsibility for my life. I have a desire to learn, to put my best foot forward, and help the world progress. Listening to this podcast and reading the book has been unsettling in a good way, but it has given me a foundation to live a great life. So Preston, super grateful for the review. Thanks for sharing, and congrats on the actions you're taking on your life and the improvements you're making. And if you guys want to be considered to be shouted out on the podcast, go ahead and leave a review over on iTunes or just open up the podcast app on your iPhone and leave us a review for a chance to be shouted out on the podcast. 
All right, guys, I'm super pumped about this and so excited to bring on and introduce to you the one, the only, Rachel Platten. Apple Card is the perfect cash back rewards card. You earn up to 3% daily cash on every purchase every day. That's 3% on your favorite products at Apple, 2% on all other Apple Card with Apple Pay purchases, and 1% on anything you buy with your titanium Apple Card or virtual card number. Visit apple.co slash card calculator to see how much you can earn. Apple Card issued by Goldman Sachs Bank USA. Salt Lake City branch, subject to credit approval, terms apply. Sometimes it takes a different approach to help you unlock your true potential. Capella University's game-changing FlexPath format helps you learn at your own pace and fit earning a degree into your life. From before you enroll to after you graduate, you'll be supported by people who are invested in your success so you can pursue your goals, knowing that help is available if you need it. Imagine your future differently at capella.edu. Okay, quick math. The less your business depends on operations, on multiple systems, on delivering your product or service, the more margin you have and the more money you keep, obvious. But with higher expenses on materials, employees, distribution, and borrowing, everything costs more. So to reduce costs and headaches, smart businesses are graduating to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, HR into one platform and one source of truth. With NetSuite, you reduce IT costs because NetSuite lives in the cloud with no hardware required, accessed from anywhere. You cut the cost of maintaining multiple systems because you've got one unified business management suite, and you're improving efficiency by bringing all your major business processes into one platform, slashing manual tasks and errors. Over 37,000 companies have already made the move. So do the math. See how you'll profit with NetSuite. Backed by popular demand, NetSuite has extended its one-of-a-kind flexible financing program for a few more weeks. Head to netsuite.com slash greatness. netsuite.com slash greatness. Again, head to netsuite.com slash greatness. Welcome back everyone to the School of Greatness podcast. We've got an incredible human being, Rachel Platten in the house. Good to see you. Yes, my man. We made it. I've been trying to get you on here for about a year since we had Andy come on. And he was I am like, very hard on. to get. I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. No, I, wanted, I really wanted you to. I, I don't know how it didn't work out. But, it's all good. You yeah. just became like the biggest sensation in the world the last couple of years. Stop, so you've been touring everywhere. True. No, people are listening like, I don't know that is. Why is Everything's it? happening for no. you. It's just like you've been nonstop. So it's all good. Aww. It's Everything is supposed to happen when it's supposed to happen. That's true. That's what I believe. So you're here. Yeah. You seem super like chill and relaxed. I feel pretty chill today. It's been an amazing year. It, it's been a year. What's the most? It's what's the thing you're most grateful for and inspired by from this year so far? I grew a lot this year. How so? Personally, I. Well, we're just diving into it. Okay. Yes, we are. Oh, God. <laughs> you listen to the show. Oh, you know what God, this is I know, about. I know. I thought there was like a buffer of like, where are you from? I was ready for this. <laughs> what am I, I? Okay. I think that I really have learned some lessons this year about seeking approval from the outside. And how to stop that and how that's an endless chain of thinking that you will never be satisfied from. You're, you know, you're going to always be hungry for more and more and more. And I've learned to turn inwards and I'm not all the way there, but I'm like kind of right in the middle of it and I'm doing a pretty good job. You seem pretty grounded. Do pretty I? Pretty centered. Yeah. That's good. I, I've had, I, I've had a tough 
like three or four months. Really? Yeah. So I'm at a place now where I'm actually, I found a lot of peace recently and it's not because of any outward success and it's not because of any like incredible achievement or anything. It's actually because I had to do a lot of work to not need that for my happiness. And now things are coming a little easier and they're just kind of delighting me like, Oh cool. But, but it's not making my whole world. So I do feel pretty Mm. grounded right now. I'm glad that it seems that way. That's great. (laughs) So the biggest lesson for you this year is what? Don't look outside of yourself for approval. When you find it, it's going to be fleeting and you're going to be chasing it more and more. You need to find it from inside and know that you're enough. I like that. And goodbye. Goodbye. Let's see you later. Now, did you always feel like you were chasing outside approval over the last, you know, decade of pursuing your music career and everything you've been up to? I think I did a lot of that. Yeah. I think from when I was little, it was a lot about me looking around me to my parents, to my coaches, to I love anyone giving me instruction or I like getting better. I'm just a seeker. I just want to get better and I'm hungry to grow in, in any area that I can. So whether it's looking for approval from sports coaches or mentors or voice teachers or my parents, I've kind of based a lot of my self-worth on other people telling me, yeah, you did yeah. a good job. You're perfect. Yeah. I can yeah. relate to that. Yeah. I mean, I think a lot of us can. Ugh, it's hard to be like sad. 10 years old and be like, couldn't. I'm just going to like find approval from within and not yeah. care what the outside world some thinks kids, about me. Some kids are like that. Some kids are cool very, like that. Yeah. yeah but I no, I, cool. I wasn't that cool either. Yeah. <laughs> no, no way. Now I'm, I've been inspired by your story because you got a kind of similar story like, like Andy, kind mm. of, where you guys are just, Andy worked, Grammar, yeah, Andy to, Grammar yeah. where you just like worked your butts off for years yeah. for like two people a day, right? Yeah. Like, he was busking in Santa Monica, like yeah. right where you live now, near there, right? Yeah. For four years before anything even happened. You've been doing this for like a decade, right? Yes. Until- 13 years. 13 years. Yeah. How do you stay like committed to your vision with not a lot of big oh, hits or success? I had or, no. Yeah, you're being kind. I had no hits. There was like nothing going on. For 13 okay. years. Yeah. I mean, okay, there's two things. Not two. There's maybe three or four. I just like how people on your show are like, two things. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. So I want to be one of them. (laughs) But okay. One of them was, I really loved what I was doing. I loved making music. I loved writing songs and I loved performing. And I was performing. Even though it was small bars and, you know, doing covers three hours a night and hustling and like bringing my 85-pound piano all around the city. Mm. When I was on stage, it didn't matter what the stage was. I learned from friends in the city that the party was on stage. If anyone wanted to join me, awesome. So I loved performing and I was still performing. The other reason was that I was really heavily involved in this charity called Musicians on Call. And I sang, and I still do, and I sing bedside to patients it's in hospitals. Really cool. I love that about you. Thank you. Yeah. And I got to do that maybe once a week when I was really in the flow of it. And that was incredibly rewarding. And that reminded me every time my ego would get in the way, it would remind me to shut that down and say, who am I to decide that this isn't enough when I'm reaching one person and I'm reaching them in a real way? Why do I need more than that? So it would be a pretty good gut check. And I'd be like, huh, that's just my ego. Wow. So every week you would go to a hospital yeah. and sing songs for kids for or patients, any patients. Bedsides or kids. Yep. Um, and sing to seniors. them just, uh, they do covers, you do your own stuff. I do my own stuff. They actually wanted me to do covers. Really? Well, the patients didn't care. I mean, they were sick and usually yeah. like just grateful for 
music. And, yeah. but, um, the program suggested covers and I was like, you know what, I'm going to try out my songs on these patients. Yeah. <laughs> so I'd be like, I'd be like playing not fully formed songs for the patients, but it's just love, you know, you're just like in there in that room and, and I don't know. I, no one's judging you. I'm not judging their condition. They're not judging me. And it's just really a beautiful exchange of energy. And, mm. Wow. So how long were you doing that? Or when did you start doing that? I started when I was 22, as soon as I moved to the city, I realized, or maybe 23, I realized like pretty quickly that I wasn't going to be able to make it as quickly as I planned in my head. And I was like, well, I really want to play music still. And I want to find a way to do good through the music I'm doing. It's, it's such a selfish, like self-absorbed career. You're just, ugh, you're just constantly thinking about you and like what people think of you and, and how to get more famous and how to get more attention. And it's like gross. And I noticed that I didn't like the way it made me feel. And I know that doing charity did make me feel good. I was always doing charity in like high school and college and I wanted to combine the two. So I looked online and I found this organization. Isn't it funny? I mean, I remember five, six years ago, my business was doing really well and I was like, but I don't feel like I'm giving back in any way. It's just for me right now. And it was great because I was, I was broke before. And so it allowed me to like have some financial freedom but I felt like something was always missing. And when I found a charity that I really appreciated, Pencil Promise, and I started really giving back in a big way, I was like, these are the most fulfilling moments. Yes, way more than the th- way, way more. more than the moments that are like, you know, what people tell you should be fulfilling. Exactly. Like the awards exactly. and the audience. It's not that. It's it's those one-on-one connections. That That's you, it. Yeah. We're going to get you down to Guatemala sometime. I would this. really love to go. Yeah. We're going to make it happen. <laughs> okay. You realize your passion of singing a long time before you kind of have made it in the mainstream. And I heard, I think I read on your, your site that you talked about perform. You were like a backup singer and like a big yeah. performance. Okay, I'll tell right? you this. When you were like 22 or 23, is that what happened? Uh, ni- I think 19 or 20. 19 yeah. or 20, okay. Yeah. So, you want me to tell you this story? Yeah, this okay. is crazy. So how are you performing in front of 80,000 okay. people? Okay, so I was in college at Trinity. I wanted to do a study abroad program. I was an international relations major. And in one of my classes this amazing guy named Tony with like huge dreads and this amazing accent came in and he had this presentation about Trinidad and something lit up inside of me. And the presentation was all about carnival and the biggest carnival in the world is in Trinidad. Mm, really? Maybe second, second biggest Rio. to Rio. Sorry. Uh-huh. But it may, or maybe it's on par. I'm not sure, but it's really, really big and really popular. And I saw these images and he talked about how music infused the culture there was just all about music and I was starving for music. Mm. I had been shutting that part of me down. And so I kind of saw this as a way to just secretly slip into it and see what would happen. If I went to a place that was all about music, that communicated in music, Mm. I went there and I was interning at the diplomat's office. And then I was also interning at a record label and the record label had this band and they were like, well, I don't know if I could say this. They were all, everyone smoked pot all the sure. time. All right, fine. Okay, want, fine, fine. Yeah. So we were like super high. <laughs> and they, so someone didn't show up. That happened all the time. And it was a huge gig. Like, they were like, does anyone in here? They were kind of freaking out. And I was like, wait, I know the songs. No way. Yeah, I'm like, I know the songs. You I, knew I also the songs. know, I know, I knew the piano parts. Yeah. I was like, I can play, I can play and sing. They're like, what? This white girl? Like, what? They let you they're play like, piano? Wait. So they're like, no, dude, this girl can't do it. And I'm like, guys, give me a chance. So we rehearsed. You're 18. I think I'm 19, 19 or 20. Yeah. So we rehearsed and they're like, okay, fine, you'll do. I don't think they understood like what a huge deal this was for me. I was freaking. Wow. So we get on stage 
It's the International Soka Monarch Finals. I didn't know what the gig was. I was just like going to go to some concert. The International Soka Monarch Finals are like 80,000 people in the center of Port of Spain. And it was wild. And I got on that stage and I did not feel an ounce of fear. I really? felt completely on purpose. I felt completely at home. And the microphone in the front of the stage that the lead singer was about to grab, I was like, how do I get that microphone? How do I get in the front of the stage? No. And that was it. Did you get in front of the stage? No, I mean, I was in the back of the stage. But, but you're like, thinking to yourself, how do I head? get there yes, at I was some like, point in my life? That's what I want. That's, this is what I'm supposed to do with my life. Were you always performing as a kid? In, like you in said, in choirs music. and uh -huh. acapella groups. In, on musicals, like I was a dork. I, was like, I sang in a musical and in choir. Yes. I never true. did the acapella because I was never that good. I just tried to blend in. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. I'm a secret Glee fan. I'm actually not a secret Glee fan, but I love Glee. Leah well, yeah, Michelle is one of my close friends. She is the best. She's unbelievable. She's the best. You want her? I'll tell her to come on here. I'd love to have her come on. Yeah. All right. Amazing. No, Glee, I was like literally obsessed. You Every are? week when Glee would come out, I'd be like, don't mess with me. Yeah. Don't call me. I need to watch Glee. Yeah. No, you're a dork. Until the last season. Yeah. Then it kind of went downhill a little yeah. bit. But great show. Mm -hmm. Anyways, I think I secretly loved it because I, I can't do what they can do. And so I just appreciate it. Yeah. I know what you mean. Fixer Upper I love because I can't, I can't so do what they do. Isn't it sad it's over? What do you mean it's over? Fixer Upper. What, Chip and Joanna, what are you doing? They're shutting down the show. Why? I'm pretty sure, aren't they? I'm almost positive they we shut the show down. We need to pause the pod right no, now it's, it's and horrible. dive into this. No, it's horrible, right? No, it's a great show. That's hard. It's a great airplane watch. Great airplane. You know? Great, great at my place, just watching it. Yeah. 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 Back to you. Okay. Okay. So you sang in choir, you sang in musicals, you sang in acapella. But then you mentioned something about like music being like disconnected from your life or like kind of shut down. What, what happened? Why was it shut down or was it just missing? I didn't grow up in a place that encouraged anyone to be an artist. I didn't really have examples of artists around me. My dad's a psychologist, an industrial psychologist, and my mom's a therapist. And I grew up in a really just kind of sweet town and everyone went to graduate school. That was what, not everyone, that was the path if you were doing well and succeeding was go to graduate school. Yeah. Be serious. And I didn't have any examples around me. I didn't know to reach for that. I didn't know I could. And also, I didn't know I was good enough. Like, I was never told by anyone. I didn't, I didn't have any teacher or coach tell me, like, you're incredible. You. Really? you should pursue this. Inquire no. and musicals. No, inquire when I was little, I did. I was too young. Like, no one was like, leave school and go on Broadway. Pursue they were like, forever. yeah, you're really good. You should try out for the solo and Ave wow. Maria. And I was like, done. <laughs> but it wasn't like, oh, you're incredible. Join local theater. No one ever... No, no one ever like pointed me out until until eighty thousand people yeah. were screaming your name. Yeah, Rachel. They weren't screaming. No, I no, no, they That'd be amazing if like, they were. I was like, yeah, yeah, I know. Wait, no, that'd they be weren't. amazing if they were. <laughs> so, so you had this opportunity then to go on stage in front of this many people. You have felt zero fear. Yeah. Do you feel fear today when you go on stage? Well, not when I'm on stage ever. Like when I'm actually performing. I'm sure you hear this from performers all the time. Not in the middle of it. When I'm in the flow, no way. But moments before, big things. I, I played on TV last night or two nights ago on a big TV thing. And I was, yeah, I was scared. My heart was pumping. And I was like texting. I have this therapist who's an energy healer. So I was texting her. I was like, can you help me? Can you send me? And she's like, I'm sorry, sweetie, but those nerves are going to help you. Like you actually need that adrenaline. It's going to help. And I was like, okay. <laughs> and it was fine. I started singing and it was perfect. And you were great. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Okay. So... Do you feel fear when you have big When I speak sometimes? Yeah. yeah, before. Yeah. A little bit before. Like, 
I used to be terrified going on stage, mm-hmm. but then I really practiced over and over to overcome With Toastmasters? that Toastmasters? Toastmasters. I know. She listens to the I heard, I listen to I the pod. Oh. Toastmasters saved By the way, I think life. we should call it the pod. The pod? I'm really into calling it the pod. I, be, the I keep pod. trying to make it happen. You're I like, like it. not saying it. The podcast, it. <laughs> yeah. Okay. pod. Now, Toastmasters like saved my life because I knew that I wanted to be able to share my message, but I was yeah. too scared to get in front of, of five people. Yeah. And I was like, okay, Scary. I need to overcome this. And you just got to practice your fear. Yes. You, know, you just got to do it over 100%. and over. Yes, 100%. 100%. I believe that. I do. I, do. I walk myself through moments, like visualize every single moment of a show or a performance, mm. and I walk myself through the entire thing, and I like visualize it all going perfectly and, and me feeling peaceful throughout it and powerful. Mm. Yeah. Mm. So who's been your greatest teacher, would you say? I have a tough time with this one. I feel bad that I have a tough time with it, but I don't know. I, I listen to people talk about their like their mentors and and their influences and I have a lot of artists that I look up to, but I don't know if any of them were like biggest teachers. I have a voice coach that's been incredibly supportive and helped me with my confidence a lot over the past twelve years. His name's Brett Allen. He's in Nashville for any of you aspiring musicians. Singers, yeah, musicians. Yeah. I usually if someone comes to me and they like haven't they don't have a lot going on in music, but they want something to go on. And they, that didn't make sense. <laughs> they want, they <laughs> want more. Hip. They want more. I, I direct them to Breck first because I think that the most important thing he does besides being an incredibly intuitive voice teacher is help you with your confidence. And he helped me so much believe in myself and believe that the way that I sounded was unique and, and special and that I didn't have to change my tone to sound like anyone else. I just had to develop the best version of my voice and I think that's really powerful because a lot of what you do in the beginning is imitation and that's good. It's good to have people that you want to imitate, but then ultimately you need to find your own sound. And I think this is for any field, you know, you need to find your own route and your own path. And if someone is there telling you like, yeah, what you have to give the world is valid and worthy. And, and we want that. We want more of that. All you need to do is clear out the bullshit so that you have the best version of your unique gift that you can. And that's what he did for me. Mm. So Oh, I guess in answering that, I kind of figured out. That's great. He's been a great teacher for you. Yeah. One of my favorite parts about my job is that I get the opportunity to travel a lot. And in fact, I'm recording this right now while I'm in Mexico. And actually, I was thinking about something that I wanted to share because I get a lot of questions from so many people about different side hustle ideas. So here's one for those of you out there that are on the go a lot like I am or traveling a lot. When you're staying in your Airbnb on your trips, have you ever thought about how you could be making extra money by hosting through Airbnb while your home is vacant? If you're interested in an extra stream of income, Airbnb hosting is an easy place to start and it's like giving your home some company while you're away your home might be worth more than you think find out how much at airbnb.com slash host so listen we all know life is full of yada yada like those quote unquote free trials that somehow still charge your card for something or when companies have those sneaky gotchas hiding deep in the fine print and i know you've dealt with yada yada before like those bills that keep going up and up for no reason at all or when budget airlines promise a cheap fare but then charge you for every little thing until you realize you're paying more than you would have somewhere else and yes it is possible to outsmart yada yada like triple checking airline deals to make sure all you need is all already included, but you don't take yada yada in life. So don't take yada yada from your wireless provider. Metro by T-Mobile has no contracts, no credit checks, no surprises, and nada yada yada. Stop by one of over 6,000 Metro stores nationwide. 
When you get a new car or a new home, your first reaction might be to say things like, oh yeah, or I can't believe it, or booyah. But what you really want to say is the one thing that can get you the help you need. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. State Farm is there with the coverage you need for your car, your home, and even boats, motorcycles, RVs, and other things that matter to you. With a State Farm agent, you know someone is there to help you choose the coverage you need. With so many coverage options, it feels good knowing you can find what fits for you. And when you need ways to get help, State Farm gives you options there too. Too, in person or on the phone with your local agent or on statefarm.com where their award-winning app State Farm lets you do things your way. So when you need help protecting the things that matter most, remember to say, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. When did you really start to believe in yourself? I don't know. I think I'm still working on it. I don't know. I mean, I guess I believe. Do you doubt yourself now? Yeah, all the time. Do you doubt yourself? Uh, yeah. I, when I get nervous, I'm like, should I be doing this right now? Am yeah. I ready for this? I, who doesn't doubt themselves? I don't know. I think that that's healthy and a little mm. bit of a, maybe it's not healthy. Maybe I need to work on that. But I, I believe in my songwriting ability more than anything. I know I can write a song. Writing the song. Writing the song. I'm, I'm a songwriter first and I'm really proud of that ability and I'm okay. And I'm okay saying right now I am a great songwriter. Like mm. I can deal with that sentence and not freak out with like my, you know, insides being like, no, you're not. Sure. I think I'm a really good singer. I think I'm a great live performer. You didn't even make me do that. Why am I doing this? <laughs> <laughs> what else are you great I'm like, at? I'm a great friend. Tell, tell me everything. <laughs> tell great me dog every- walker. Are you? I have a dog and I take him on great walks. I'm sure you do. <laughs> how do you develop this sense of belief and confidence in yourself? First off, how did you do it when no one was watching for 12, 13 years? And then how do you continue to do it when everyone's watching? I really turn inward and I really get quiet and I use meditation a lot and I journal and I have therapists and I have close friends and I have a lot of tools that I use when I'm doubting myself. That's something that I've really gotten great at is knowing what tools I need. I think that that's a really big trick for anyone in life trying to pursue anything. Yeah. Yeah, Knowing that like, what are you going to turn to in those moments of doubt? And you have to set that up beforehand so that when you're in there, you're not like, you know, thrashing, looking around, you know, like, okay, I can meditate right now. If that's for you, maybe not. I can read inspiring books right now, whatever stretch, your thing is. I can, I can do a job, work, do a workout. Yeah. yeah. Like I call a coach when I'm like before a big gig or something, I'll yeah. call someone and like ground me. Yes. Give me like the intention of like why I'm here, what my mission is. Like yes. I'm nervous. Why am I nervous? The mission thing is a big deal. Huge. That's a big deal. And staying on purpose and, and on mission is like really important for me yeah. to combat fears and ego stuff. Because if I can cut through that and figure out, wait, Rachel, why am I doing this in the first place? I am doing this for whatever it is, your causes, my causes. And then I can clear out the fear. Because it's like, who am I to block that? Exactly. Yeah, I mean, I used to get really nervous before speaking gigs. And then I would overanalyze afterwards. That's so mean. I messed up this. I forgot to say this. I sounded like an idiot here. I stuttered here. And now I don't overanalyze because I go into a speech just saying, I'm going to mess up. But if I focus on giving to the audience and serving their the needs. serving is the biggest deal. Serving yes. in the biggest way, then yeah. who cares how much I mess up? They're going to feel a certain type of energy. Exactly. And it doesn't matter if I, don't, if I forget something or whatever. So exactly. I'm sure you probably do something similar where you go on stage and you're like, I'm just here to give. Yes, 100%. It is really not about me. It's really about the exchange of energy on that stage. And it's really about me getting out of the way so that I can both channel and then give freely. What's been the most 
memorable moment on stage for you? I think probably with performing with Taylor Swift. Ooh, when was this? Last uh, a year and a half ago. That's like big. Yeah, that was. Does fun. it get bigger than that? I don't know. I mean, that was pretty crazy. Wow. <laughs> I have a funny story about it too. She Tell was. Me. Like, I was about to go on stage, and I was going to be lifted up from the bottom. You know, I like on this like that's epic crane thingy. That's cool. And I had never done that before, and I was, <laughs> I was like, there with the crane operator. I was like, free. <laughs> there was no one to freak out with, and I was like, dude, this is crazy, right? And he was like, I don't know, lady, can you just stand still, please, so I can buckle you in? And I was like, let's hug. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, I'm union. Don't touch yeah, me. <laughs> he was like, bitch, get off. <laughs> just chill. <laughs> well, so that moment of going up the crane or just performing with Taylor? Um. No, I mean, with I think, 80,000, 100,000 people. Yeah, again. I, I think maybe only, I think like 65 or something. Oh, and when oh. I, I didn't mean to say it like that. No big deal. That's like, yeah, it's not like I've formed those audiences all the time. <laughs> I remember being lifted up to the stage and then seeing the lights because she had this thing where everyone had these little um, sparkly lights that lit up together and seeing them around me. I had envisioned that moment. Every moment I envisioned happened, by the way. Amazing. Almost every Yeah. But so I had envisioned that moment. And when I felt it come true, it, it hit me because I was so intentional and like so uh, clear about mm. what I wanted to see. I recognized it and seeing it, I was like, this is wow. it. This is the moment I was dreaming about. Yeah. Wow. Did she call you, her team call you, or how she did that happen? I was in a writing session and she texted me. I mean, we're, we became friends and she was like, hey, how do you feel about, or she was like, what are you doing, June, whatever? Right. And I was like, I don't, I was like, I don't know. I think I'm, uh, cause I thought we were going to hang out and she's like, want to come on stage with me? And I was like, yes. <laughs> did you sing your own song or did you sing one of her songs? My song. I sang fight no song. Way. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. It was cool. Holy cow. It was pretty cool. That's amazing. And I really did a good job too. I'm sure you did. I did a good job. <laughs> I'm going to have to watch it. It's not live. I was like, I didn't freak out. Like I was like, once again, I kind of felt like, oh, this is where I'm supposed to be. Mm. Yeah. Now, whose opinion matters to you the most right now? That's a great question. Wow. Is it your fans' opinions? Is it your family? Is it such a good question? Because honestly, it's the work that I'm doing so much right now internally is like not really needing other people's opinions and and not really clinging to them so much. But maybe me three months ago can answer it a little more honestly. Or not honestly, but like I was really hungry for public approval. And anyone outside of me's praise when I was releasing new music in this fall. So I would probably say critics. I wanted a stamp of approval like, yeah, you're, you're good. And that's just exhausting and dumb. When did you realize you don't need that anymore? Recently. Really? Recently, like three weeks ago. <laughs> How did Dude, this awareness come to you? I had this crazy experience. I don't know. This might be weird for this podcast. Well, but okay, no, I was. Weird. I did this like <laughs> crystal sound healing. I'm laughing because I'm such a hippie. I'm the, like the the bowls, bowls singing bowls. Yeah, of course. Have you ever done I've that? I played the singing bowls. <gasps> you have. I I gave a speech at Unplug and was playing. Oh, okay. Was that Unplug? Yeah, I was there like three weeks ago. Oh my God. Well, it wasn't you. It wasn't me. I, but I was doing like the yes. whole thing and I was like gong and then yes. I did like a, the whole thing. Yeah. So I've done sound healings before. One of my best friends in Very New York. Very powerful. Yeah. One of my best friends did them, was, has started them like three years ago before they kind of became trendy. Yeah, yeah. And we were like, what are you doing? And we would kind of laugh. We would like yeah. <laughs> make sure we were using substances before. And I, sure. but I, I hadn't done it sober. So I had this really powerful experience. 
I don't know. I just started understanding that the question I needed to ask was, I want to align with this word's tricky because I know not everyone has the same vision of God, but like, I want to align with God's vision for my life. I want what God wants for my life. I don't need anything more than to be on purpose. And whatever that looks like, it can't be what my stupid human brain thinks it look, needs to look like. It has to be something bigger. And it's like, I keep defining it from like Grammys and, and arenas and, and tours and opportunities and that's sales, and this sales and that, yeah. right? And it's like, that's not what this is about. I don't know. I just had this realization that that wasn't what I needed to ask for anymore. What I needed to ask for was how could I fulfill my purpose in the biggest way possible in alignment with what I'm supposed to do in the world. And whatever that looks like, maybe it doesn't look like outward success in the way that I want, but maybe it's going to make me happier. So I had this realization. And since that moment, I haven't been like completely like Zen, like enlightened, right. but I've been pretty at peace wow. and I've been pretty happy and I've been pretty chill and like, it's really recent. So it's funny that I'm here talking about it. Cause I don't know if it'll last. I don't know. <laughs> sure. It'll last. Yeah. yeah, yeah sure By the time this comes out, I'm like a mess. I'm like, what was I talking about? <laughs> <laughs> I need more sales, sales, yeah. sales. Yeah. yeah. But outside opinion, I mean, I don't know. All right. Right now I'm just looking. It's easy to say that also when things are going well, but if, if people stop showing up or if people stop downloading or listening, well, or- I'm not in like a great moment. I mean, I'm, I'm Okay. First of all, that's ridiculous because right, right. I just played Miss Universe. Speaking of I the have, context, yeah, yes. okay. In context, I, my life is incredible right, right now, right. and I'm f- so grateful. But if you're comparing yourself yeah, to other artists, but comparing myself to Taylor, for instance, her record sold millions of copies, whatever, and mine didn't, <laughs> and it hurt, mm. and it felt like, oh God, what did I do wrong? But the thing is, is that. Nothing. I didn't do anything wrong. I created what I'm supposed to create. I love the songs I created. My fans are loving the music. It's getting out there. And that's beautiful. And that's enough. And I really think I believe that right now. I think because <laughs> I, I heard myself saying that. I'm like, yeah. Is it do enough? I, do I no, believe no, no, no. that? And I was like, no, 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 no. I do. I believe no, that. No, it's yeah. good. Yeah. I think if you don't believe it, you're just going to keep going back to, I'm never enough. I'm never enough. Yeah. And then when you hit those marks, you're going to say, well, now I need to keep hitting it. To be yeah, enough. It doesn't, it just, it just keeps changing. It keeps yeah, getting farther away. Exactly. I hit every single goal I wanted and then I just wanted more and more and more. And it was, ugh, sucks. I hear you. I've been there before. Now, yeah. as you were, again, performing for an audience of two every night or whatever for years. 10, thank you ten, very much. <laughs> were you performing all the time in the city or was it like coffee shops and bars when you could or was it weekly? What was it like? Depended I had a on Monday the night year. gig on, yeah, depending on the year it changed, but I had a Monday night gig at Prohibition on Upper West Side, New York. Awesome place. So, so great. For if you guys people? are in the city listening, you have to go to Prohibition and tell them I say hi. Um, they'll give you a free shot. Yeah, they'll give you a free <laughs> shot of, of no. <laughs> Water. Yeah. They were so kind to me. First of all, they support live music still. And there's a lot oh, of the city, cool. places in the city that have now since shut down and like their mates making it hard with noise laws and all that stuff. So yeah. go support them. But anyway, I play there on Monday nights and then I'd play at Slane, which is since closed down on McDougal street in the village. That was mm. freaking awesome. That's it was cool. this jam that all the musicians around the scene, we would like finish with our cover gigs or whatever gigs we had. And we'd all meet up at this place on Tuesday nights and we would have the most fun ever. This is another reason I kept going because I had this amazing network and family of musicians and friends that supported me and that I supported other times I'd go on little mini tours. I got a van in my mid twenties. It was freaking awesome. I still have the van, by the way. Really? Yeah, I converted. Here in Santa Monica. It's. I think it's in Burbank. I've been trying oh. to figure out what to do with it. 
I might do like revisit home tours. Mm. So I do a lot of house concerts. That's cool. And I would take this van to them. So I might like do a reunion house concert thing. That's cool. It would be cool. I like that. Um, so I do little mini tours and I play a lot of house concerts in living rooms. For those of you who don't know what a house concert is, it's amazing. Look into it. You can book a musician to come to your house and play for you and your friends. And you invite them all over and you have like potluck style. Amazing. And it's incredible. Yeah. So I do that. Would you get paid a lot for these gigs? No, but I didn't like care. Like bucks. I was so broke. Yeah. <laughs> well, the house concerts were pretty good. That was like, I thought it was a few hundred bucks or five, like a thousand. That's pretty good. Pretty good. For like two hours of yeah. gig. That's for amazing. me and a drummer. I mean, it would cover like the gas and the hotels yeah, and amazing. it keeps on the road in the city though. It was like, yeah, $150 for three hours. Wow. Now were you working a job as well during this? I had so many jobs. I got fired so many times. Really? Oh my God. Yeah. I just heard, what's her name? Boz? Boz? Yeah, Boz, Boz yeah. talking about temping, She's I think. Amazing. Yeah. I, okay. That's how she got her first kind of gig. Me yeah, too. Yeah. I was listening to that and I was like, I haven't heard anyone else on podcast talk about temping, but and that pod. was, and the pod, the pod, the pod, thank you. <laughs> yeah. So I was, I was temping. Yeah. That was a lifesaver for me because I'm like really hireable. Like when you meet me, you're like, oh, that you girl's- seem great. Yeah. But you're not. Not. No, I'm, I'm not great. No, that's exactly it. I come off so seem much better positive, than I am as a worker. Good attitude, yeah, like this girl's gonna work working. hard for our company no matter what the company. She seems enthusiastic. She's a nice smile. She seems like a friendly person. Little do they know, like a couple weeks into the job, I'm like, you know, shoes off on the internet requesting MySpace fans and like eating lunches and like <laughs> to get taking over the mail room and making them print my posters. Oh my gosh. I was horrible. Amazing. Wow. I just got fired so many times. So how did you sustain <laughs> this life for 10 years in the city? How did you survive? I hustled my butt off. I wrote commercials. I sang really? jingles. That was really, that's profitable. That was incredible. Writing and singing jingles was great. Um, I lived in a really cheap place and I, I didn't need that much. I was playing right. music and I, I don't know. Yeah. 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 My, my apartment was, my rent was really cheap. I lived in this fifth floor walk up. It used to be, I think Bob Dylan's apartment no or like way. the one across from it. Yeah. That's kind of cool. On McDougal street. It was dope. There was McDougal's cockroaches and mice. Street, it was, it was gross. I love McDougal. McDougal and what? Yeah. McDougal between West fourth and Bleecker. West third and Bleecker. I'm I sorry. used to live off Prince and Mulberry. Oh my God. Loved it down I there. I didn't know. Oh. It was the best. Yeah. That's Back like in 2010. Amazing area. 2010. So maybe I ran into you sometimes. I was still there. Yeah. yeah. You were still nobody, huh? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Now, 100%. When was the year where you were like, oh, I made enough to actually like live in a nicer place and not scramble for like another temp job? When was that? What happened? It didn't come until, okay, well, there was like a... A little, a couple of years where my husband graduated from business school and most of the time that we were together, he was in school. He had just graduated from law school when we met and then, then he went to business school. So he's like wow. loved school wow. and we had a lot of debt. Yeah. <laughs> so we were struggling, but then when he graduated and actually got a job, he of course tried to start paying down his debt, but we had enough to move down to Battery Park into like a fancier place. I was doing the commercials and stuff. That was probably around 2011. 2012. We had just gotten married and I think we moved. Wow. Yeah. So you've been married for five years now? Five or six years? Seven years. Seven years? Yeah. So I'm 2010. Okay. Okay. So I moved right when you got to the neighborhood. I was like, I'm out. Peace. Lewis is here. Lewis I'm here. out. I'm out of this Screw place. This. this place is going downhill. <laughs> exactly. Now I'm curious. You connected to your husband. You guys got married. You were still really unknown. And now you've kind of grown into popularity. 
how is that like in a, in a marriage and a relationship when a dynamic changes is now everyone knows who you are? I don't know. Everybody well, doesn't a know. A lot of people know Everybody who you are. Everybody doesn't know who I am. A lot of people, you know, you, you've grown in popularity <laughs> okay, okay. in a big way. I'll take that. To where, okay. you, you know, people are screaming for you when you're at a, okay. a conference or a, con- a concert, right? Yep. Lots uh, of conferences. People conferences are screaming too. at me. Yep. House conferences. <laughs> now, what is that like? How's the dynamic changed or has it not? Has he been fully supportive? Is there different conversations? Is it? He's just incredible. He is unbelievable. And I knew what I wanted in a partner because I had kind of figured out in my early twenties that I couldn't have anyone who was ever going to be jealous at gigs. Like even though they were small gigs, I would, I would have like concerts once every couple of months. And I, not to like be brag, but I had a lot of friends in New York. So when, when I, yeah. So when I did like not the cover gigs that I was hustling at, I would have these concerts once, like once every two months at Arlene's Grocery or Bitter End, and I would pack them. And even though I had nothing going on, it kind of seemed for a night that I did. So I needed a guy that wasn't going to get threatened, that wasn't going to get jealous, and I made the mistake of dating some that were. So when I met Kevin, I think the first thing I did besides going you know, a date with him was bring him to a concert and see how he acted. And he was so cool. He was so supportive. He was so excited. And I forgot about him at the show. I think like he was just there talking with, he just made friends. He just made friends. He was like chill. And I finally remembered. And I went over to this like hot guy at the end of the night with like tall, dark, handsome guy. And I was like, Oh my God, I'm sorry. I forgot to say hi. And he just gave me a kiss. And he was like, you were incredible. And I kind of knew I was like, okay. I mean, I knew before that, honestly, I knew on my first date with him that Right in the beginning that he was never going to be threatened or jealous or insecure from my success. All he ever wanted for me was for me to be as uh, successful as I could. And he pushed me and pushed me and he taught me to work hard, harder than I thought possible. And he supported me every step of the way. I don't usually get to talk about him very much on podcasts mm, or like the pods, I've only yeah. done one pod. So yeah. I don't know what I'm talking about. But like in interviews, I'm not usually yeah. like talking about how important. What's the thing about him you love the most? Oh, a sense of humor. He's hilarious. He's so funny. He's just funny. <laughs> I feel like we're not like normal married couple that because I'm on tour all the time. Sometimes I still feel like we're just in our six month honeymoon phase. Like I'm so excited to see him and I get giggly and like, hi. It's not always that easy, but sure. right sure. now we're like in a good phase. That's good. That's good. <laughs> yeah. But uh, so nothing, nothing has changed. You know, my, nothing has changed. No, not at all. He's just as supportive. He's, just he's inc- excited. He's yes. like, it's amazing. Now he's you can inc- help support, pay for the rent. Yeah. Yeah. Well, he's fulfilling. He's pursuing a dream right now after years of supporting me and believing in me. When I finally made it, I have quote, I have the finger quotes. You guys can't see. I have that going on. I don't know if I've made it, but when I finally got successful and made money, I was like, go follow your dream. So now he's chasing something. Yeah. Wow. What's his dream? He's opening a restaurant. No way. Yeah. That's pretty cool. I know. In Santa Monica? In Santa Monica. It's going to be called When's The Gables I'm gonna have to come. in the spring. It's going to be Send me to the opening amazingly delicious. Yeah, I will. I will 100%. That's cool. You'd be a good guest. Yeah. I will be. Like, I love food. Eat. Yeah. I, I love food. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Amazing. What's been the biggest lesson he's taught you? To outwork other people. That it is not based on my talent. It is not based on opportunities. It is based on how much work I'm willing to put in. That's what I can control. And to always control what you can control. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good lesson. I mean, he's taught me a lot more, but... Yeah, not I think in terms lesson. of my career, yeah. I think there's so many examples of that too. There's someone that I respect a lot who's The Rock. And I think of his career. Yeah, I heard you talking about him with Lily. 
Yes. I love Lily. She's great. She's the she? best. Yeah. He is not that good of an actor. For a lot of the critics will say he's not that good. I think he's great, but yeah. a lot of people say eh, he's not that good. But he's still the highest performing actor in terms of like sales at movies. And he, I didn't know that. That's freaking awesome. Yeah, he crushes it. But he wasn't that good of a football player. Like he didn't make the NFL, but he worked really hard. And then he transitioned into wrestling and he wasn't that good in the beginning. And yes. he just worked. I feel like that's the most encouraging thing that anyone listening can take away. Is it, it is really not about your innate talent. Talent like, helps. Talent, okay, sure. You gotta have some talent. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. Because, well, but you have to know that you're supposed to be doing that in the world. I mean, you can't like decide you wanna go to the moon and not like have any inkling that you're gonna go through the astronaut training and all that stuff. I think like if you feel pretty much like you know what your calling is, then you're on purpose. And then it doesn't really matter how innately talented you are past that little bit. Because I really believe that it's about hard work. My voice was not that special when I was growing up. It didn't stand out that much. It was pretty and it was sweet. But I've worked my ass off over the past 13 years. And now my voice is special. But it was through hard work. And I tell people that all the time. I'm like, don't doubt yourself. You just haven't put in the work yet. Do you think? I agree. Yeah, because it's easy to compare and be like, well, I don't sound like Beyonce growing up or whatever. Yeah, I never did. I couldn't do that stuff right. I couldn't do those trills. I didn't. But you could write in a way that connected with people. And you could also sing in a way that connected with a certain type of people that resonated differently. Yes. I'm emotional. Like I'm an emotional performer and and it connects with other people. And I also think something that I might do that helps people that has helped me stand out is that I'm not really afraid to go to places that other people might feel uncomfortable going to. Like what? Anything that's vulnerable. This last record, I dove into stuff that was hard to talk about. I have a song called grace and it talks about how I don't recognize myself cause I'm being, I'm jealous of friends and I'm feel ashamed and I feel like I lost track of who I am and I need grace. And, and I have a song called fooling you and it's about my relationship with my husband. And it's like, I don't know that I deserve the love that you're giving me. I don't think I'm worthy of this. And it's stuff that maybe we think, or we all feel I, honestly though. I hope people don't like, I hope people don't feel that way, but, but I just go there. I just write it. I don't know why I don't have a filter. I've always felt comfortable. Maybe it's because my parents are therapists. Like yeah. just sharing and, and being honest. When you ask me, is there anything you don't want to talk about? I'm like, no, that's the good stuff. Mm-hmm. Asking the right questions can greatly impact your future, especially when it comes to your finances. So if you're looking for a financial advisor you can trust, certified financial planner professionals are committed to acting in your best interest. That's why it's gotta be a CFP. Find your CFP professional at letsmakeaplan.org. I don't know about you, but when around 3 p.m. hits, I find myself craving the right refreshment to get me through that mid-afternoon slump. New Pure Leaf Zero Sugar Sweet Iced Tea is full-flavored sweet tea, but without the sugar and the calories. It might take several bottles for you to believe that a delicious sweet tea can really have zero sugar and zero calories. But you know what they say, life is full of surprises. Or in this case, full of flavor. New Pure Leaf Zero Sugar Sweet Iced Tea. Try it to believe it. For 20% off your next 12 pack head to amazon and use promo code 20 pure leaf that's promo code 20 p-u-r-e-l-e-a-f for 20 percent off who is the person you've been jealous of the most over your career it's changed at every level i've been at really? when i was just playing the new york singer songwriter scene it was the songwriter that 
climbed out of the scene. I wasn't comparing myself to Beyonce at that time. I was right. like the person just a little bit above me, like Ingrid Michaelson, who's a friend now. I was like, oh man, if I could be where <laughs> Ingrid is. She's amazing doing other things now on Broadway. But when I got that, then it was like, okay, well now I want to be where Taylor is. And I kept changing the mark and getting jealous of new people. <laughs> yeah. Wow. But I think that jealousy is healthy too, because I think it helps you understand where you want to go. And if mm -hmm. you can use it like in a positive way, you can kind of, I've learned to do this and yeah. say, cool, what are the things about them that I like? What, what can I work harder on? What can I borrow from? That's good. Yeah. For those who are big dreamers, maybe they're in their twenties or something, they have a big dream. When has a dream become delusional where you're like, you know what? You should probably give up. Because for someone like you who was going after it for 12, 13 years, not really getting a big break, did you ever think like, maybe I'm just delusional? Or yeah, all the time. But how yeah. do you know when to keep going and when to give up? I'm never going to be shift? the one to tell you to give up. I'm just, you're coming to the wrong person. I'm like the fight song girl. I'm like, don't you dare give up on yourself. <laughs> this is my fight Get out of here. Get out of here. I'm, no, if you're listening and you're ready to give up, I am not the person that's going to tell you. I am going to tell you to dig in harder and work harder and go and find some more tools and, and start and turn within and find out what, where the resistance is coming from, why that resistance is showing up. What is it? What can it teach you? Yeah, absolutely. Shifting is important sometimes. And like, unclenching sometimes we're holding too tightly to something and we're not allowing it to come to us so sometimes you really do just need to back off and relax and allow it to come and receive but no i i don't want any i don't think anyone should give up on their dreams i don't Never. think it's ever too late no because i am the example that that it's not i was 30 32 i was 32 and as, Every, a, as a female in the industry that's, that's ridiculous like you're way old, you're past my old, prime, yeah. way too old. Everyone probably thought I was delusional. That you're still like hustling yes. in the city, like all my friends were having babies, moving on. Like I was still, I was still sending out emails like, "Hey guys, performing." <laughs> I think I don't know. I, I thank God I, I don't really have a, an awareness of being embarrassed. Like I'm not very, I don't feel that feeling a lot. So I didn't feel it. Like I wasn't. My sister is funny. She's like always embarrassed about everything. We talk about it and she's like, if I were you, I would have been horrified <laughs> in a kind way. She's trying to tell me, sure. she's like proud of me, but I didn't feel that way. I felt like, isn't it cool what I'm doing? I'm making music. I'm traveling right. around the country. I got a van. I got a van. <laughs> you got a baby. I got a van. Right. Yeah. Now, what if you were 40? Is there an age that's too, like if you're doing this for 20 years and not seeing any like big wins or small wins, would you still keep doing it? Well, it depends on what's making you happy. It depends on your happiness. I yeah. mean, if you're deriving pleasure from it and feeling like content and might as well, why wouldn't you, why would you stop? That's might crazy. Well. Come on. How do you know what your spot in the world is? How do you know, like what level you're supposed to do this on to fulfill your purpose? Maybe you're supposed to do it on a, on a smaller level and that's still beautiful and exactly where you're supposed to be in the world. And, and who are you to doubt it? And who is someone else to judge your level of success with your chosen thing? Also, you have, no one has any idea what is around the corner. I love this thing. You don't know what's happening behind the scenes. You don't know what's being shifted in your favor. You might be 40 and like at 41, you might be the first person at 41 to achieve that thing that's impossible. Someone's going to be that person. Why not you? Amen to that. I love yeah. that. Yeah, brother. That was a good high five. My other one sucked. That was a good one. What do you think your purpose is then right now? Your highest purpose? I think it is to be as honest as I can in my music and 
just create whatever I'm supposed to create in the world and not judge it and spread love through my music and help other people recognize their own light and their own fire within them through my music. I think. I don't know. I haven't even asked that before. That's good. What would you say is your purpose and vision for 2018? Have you thought of that? I used to do it every year. I've, I've been doing it. And honestly, right now, I'm just much more at a place of like peace. Like I'm not really all about setting humongous goals I need to reach. I'm actually way more about just being calm and like happy in what I already have and letting whatever is going to come, come. So I know I haven't really set any goals for the year. Maybe that's not good. I don't know, but I'm happy and I feel good and things are happening. Like exciting things are happening. I just got called about a huge opportunity this morning and I, I had just kind of chilled on it. I like kind of went away and then it came back. Yeah. So I think like this happened right before fight song too, honestly. What? Tell I, me. I chased and I chased and I chased. I knew when I wrote fight song that there was something special there. I mean, I'd been writing for five years. Like I, started working with this manager who was like, stop gigging and just write songs. Mm. And write for other artists? Or? Write for myself. He just wanted ah. me to write and learn how to write a pop song. So I had been writing and writing and writing. And finally I wrote Fight Song and it took a year and a half to write and I had to learn how to produce it and all this stuff. But when it was finally finished, I was like, this is meant to be really massively healing in the world. And I had this vision for it. But it wasn't happening. It wasn't until a year and a half after I released Fight Song that it started getting picked up really? on the radio. Yes. And during that time, I was holding so tightly to what I thought needed to happen. And there was this moment, moment after it was played on a popular TV show, and I thought that was going to be the moment that it exploded. And I was hanging all of my hopes on that. And nothing happened. It played on the TV show, and nothing really happened. It made a small blip, but nothing. And I was 32 and broke and like hanging every hope. I was like, if people hear this, they're going to understand what I know about it. And then it didn't. And I freaked out and I cried so hard and I threw myself on the floor and I was just like yelling up to God or whatever you believe. I was like, what the F-U-C-K? What the hell? I have given everything. I don't understand what else I'm supposed to do. I give up. And I went to bed that night. I woke up in the morning and I meditated and I calmed down and I realized that that was so ridiculous and ego-driven. I couldn't do that anymore to myself. Mm. And I made a vow right then that I was going to stop needing anything more than I was already given. And I just chilled. I was like, you know what? Whatever the plan is, I'm fine with. If it's that I am going to go become a music therapist or work in hospitals, whatever it is, I'm fine. And two weeks later, it got played on a radio station in Baltimore, Shazam at number one. I got signed a week after that. Shut I was up. on a massive tour. It went to number one two months after that. Yeah. Just <laughs> yeah. that one song. Yeah. Blew everything up for you. Yeah, but I think that it had to be you had to let me it go. letting go. Yeah. And then it came to you. So that's where I'm at right now, honestly. I clenched and clenched and I needed and I needed and I desired and I got exhausted from it. And I'm just like, I can't anymore. Wow. Amazing. There's a great line in one of my favorite movies called Swingers. Have you seen this movie? I love Swingers. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to butcher the line now because I'm thinking too much. But uh, something about like when you act like you don't want it, they give it to you for free. Mm. You know what I mean? You're talking about babies, but yeah. <laughs> <Yes>. beautiful babies. <laughs> when you beautiful act babies. like you don't want it, they give you that stuff yeah. for free. And yeah. it's kind of like when you let it go and you're not like clinging on to it so yes. much, then people like want to come over. And I think it's true. I think it's the key to money, to to anything. I mean like, 
to abundance in general, I think you can set a goal and you can envision what you want and you can try to manifest it. But then people forget the last step, which is the trust. Surrender. The surrender. Yes. So I'm surrendering right now. <laughs> yeah. It looks like it's going pretty well for you. Yeah, it's pretty You're, You don't feel stressed at all. Not, not that I was expecting you to be stressed. No, I'm not stressed at all right now. But I think a lot of artists in general kind of have this like sense of like needing to. I remember asking Steve Aoki when I interviewed him. I was like, what's your biggest fear? He goes, something around like relevance. Like I knew you were going to say that. My audience yeah. like not liking this stuff yeah. and then like leaving me or not listening to it or – it not growing as fast. And it's like, and you're constantly chasing. Not that there's anything wrong with like wanting to be relevant. Like I want to be relevant. No, but it's dangerous. But the fear to... of like missing it, like clinging on to everyone. Yes. Or doing things just to be relevant. Oh my God. That's the most dangerous thing you can do. That's when you lose yourself. Right. I don't know. I think about that a lot. I'm like, well, okay. What if I had put a song that someone else wrote on this record that I knew was a hit, although how, you don't ever know when anything's a hit. Who knows? No one. You there's no know. science to it. Well, but I could. Fight song was. Maybe okay. That. I kind of had a feeling. I had, I had a feeling about this next single too that's coming out. Like I have that feeling again. But anyway, I have inklings, but I don't know. Sure. So I'm like, well, should I have done something differently? But the, who cares? I would have got. Maybe I would have gotten there to the top of the mountain. It wasn't the message that I believed in or wanted yeah. to spread. So then, because ultimately we just want to be happy. We just want. Accepted, loved, happy. Yeah, like why are we doing any of this for inner peace and for inner happiness? I went through this whole thing with my husband today on a walk. I was like, something's hard at this restaurant right now. And I tried to walk him through the whole entire thing. I was like, well, why do you want that? Okay, cool. And why do you want that? Great. Why do you want that? And ultimately we got down because he wants to be happy. Yeah. And I was like, why not just decide to be happy right now? (laughs) That's right. You could cut out all those middle steps and still be doing them. That's true. I'm so wise. You are. That's amazing. No, no, no. no. (laughs) You're like, what is she talking about? I love it. I love it. Um, Where can we, I've got a few questions final for you. I want to get you, I want to respect your time. No, you can't end on I'm so wise. That's horrible. No, I have a few more questions. Yes. (laughs) But where can we connect with you before I ask the final questions? Where can we connect with you right now? Where's your new music? Where's I have a new album called Waves. It's out now. It's on iTunes, on Spotify. Please go check it out. Let me know what you think. I'm, yeah. You know, I am not attached to your opinions, but I'm curious. <laughs> I would check love it out. to know. <laughs> yeah. Um, you can, you know, all the social media, at Rachel Platten. Where do you hang out the most? Instagram? Instagram, Twitter. yeah. I, Twitter got scary for me last summer after my song was attached to election. Uh, yeah. I got a lot of death threats. Wasn't that death the, threats. The, 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 like the song for yeah. Hillary Clinton? yeah. How crazy is that? I mean, that's crazy. Was that, did that blow things up to a whole other level in a good way? or Not in a good way, no. Not at all? No, I mean, I maybe I got more recognition, but I refused to do any press around it because I was really afraid. Wow. And so people just kind of started knowing me as the fight song girl or fight song singer, and that's kind of frustrating. So I got a lot of hate and, and scary stuff happening on Twitter, so I just stayed wow. away from there for like a year. Now I'm now I'm back on. I'm Slowly like, coming back. Yeah, hey I'm guys, like, hey. don't <laughs> be mean to me. Remember your old friend Rach? Yeah. <laughs> um, okay. But Instagram, yeah, so I'm che- on Instagram a lot. So we'll check you out on Instagram on the gram. What's the thing you wish more people would ask you that you would like to talk about? Maybe about what I learned from failure, not just about like the successes, mm. but yeah, the hard moments. Tell me, what did you learn from failure? Oh, to believe in myself. Yeah, I mean, I love to talk about that that yeah, part. I love yeah. to talk about the journey of like from darkness to light and like from my own struggle to like getting there. I also love talking about my early days in New York City. 
So you did, you did ask me about okay, that today. Good. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. I made it. I my made husband. It I like talking about my husband. Yeah. I covered all of it. Yeah. You nailed it. Perfect. If there was a, a final song you got to sing, there was only one song you could sing. And this was the last song that people would remember you by. What would the lyric or the line be that would be the most important for you for people to hear in that song? Is there a sentence, a phrase? Yeah, I have a, I mean, I have a sentence. I don't know if I could turn it that easily into lyrics. I'd have to like recraft it. But I have like a phrase that I believe in. And that What's that? I think infuses most of my Is there a song here. that you currently have with I have, a phrase? I have a song that I haven't released yet. It's called... I kind of imagined it as like the modern day Imagine by John Lennon and it's called Choose Love and it's, I tried to close my eyes, my darling, but fear knows its way through the dark. I tried swinging fists at all my problems, but it never even made a mark. So I choose again or something like that and I choose love. Something like that. But okay. I don't know. That's not what I would say. I think what <laughs> I would okay. say. It's sorry. okay. It's okay. This is a tough question. It's okay. I would say, okay. I would say everything. You haven't released it yet. I understand. No, no, no. I gotta go work on it. I, everything is either fear or love. If, you're feeling anything other than a sense of peace and calm and love towards those around you, then don't get confused. It's coming from fear. It's not coming from anger or resentment or anyone not liking you. It's coming from a place of fear. And I think that helps me differentiate judgment and disputes with people and, and confrontation because I can just understand that we, we are very similar at our core and we all just want to be loved and approved of. And we all have these scars on our hearts and it's hard life is hardened and it's scary and and if we can be more compassionate and understand that behind like really big smiles and beautiful outfits and we're the same we're the same i think that's what i would try to all put in a song i don't know how i do that <laughs> i like it we'll transcribe that part and send it back to you and you could figure out the way to put it into the song i'd also maybe do the tony montana scarface you gotta have some fun in this life yeah yeah I put that in a song. I like it. I like it. <laughs> this is called The Three Truths. Okay. I know this one. You know this one already. I should have prepared. It's all good. I like you not being prepared. Damn. It's more fun. All right. It's more, more authentic. <laughs> so if this was the last day for you, many years from now, you're a hundred and something years old, and uh, you've done all the things you want to do. Every hit song, you've written a million songs, you've done whatever you want to do. But for whatever reason, it was all erased. And people couldn't listen to the music anymore. There was no lyrics anymore. So you had to write down three things you know to be true about your life, your experiences that you would want to leave behind. If there's only three things that you could share, three lessons or truths, what would they be? I never hear any guests stumble. They're always like so certain with their truths. <laughs> Some stumble. Okay. I first want to be only you decide what is possible and what is not possible. No one else but you decides how you react to anything how you feel about anything, we always decide our inner state. We can decide to change something just based on our mind. And the second one would be giving and receiving are the same thing. And we forget that a lot, that we look to get and get and get. And we forget that actually giving is way more powerful and gives you the same feeling. It's been scientifically proven that giving gives you the same joy, if not more, than getting. So they are, the Course in Miracles says they're the same. Do you read Course in Miracles? No, but I've had Mary on my song. Oh, dude, it's she's so great. Good. It's good shit. Okay. She's great. My third one would be what I said before in my song, ineloquently, in just everything's either love or fear. So if you're feeling a place of 
If you're feeling fearful or angry, choose again. You can always choose again and, and come to it from a place of love. Mm. Mm. I love that. Make sure you guys check out the new music, Rachel Platten on Instagram and everywhere. RachelPlatten.com as well. Yeah, RachelPlatten.com. Yeah. You get all the music and information <gasps> yeah. there. Before I ask the final question, I got to acknowledge you for a moment, Rachel, because you are a beautiful ball of sunshine and light. <laughs> Thank you. You think so? Literally, That's like so the energy you've had being in here, you just like this, you radiate joy and possibilities thank you so thank you for all you do to inspire so many people around the world and for how you show up you show up just like so joyful and loving and giving and compassionate and i think your your realness is really cool thank you so no matter much. what's happened or who how many people follow you you're very real and i appreciate that about you and acknowledge you for that so keep that in your heart thank you. i want to acknowledge you you're incredible what you're doing is amazing i listen to you you've helped me your guests have helped me. I love everything you do and that you stand for, and I think it's amazing. So, Thank yeah, you. back appreciate at it. you. Appreciate it. Appreciate yeah. it. Final questions. What's your definition of greatness? Identifying what your passion is, what your purpose is, working your butt off to master it, and then being able to give it to the world regardless of outcome and regardless of outside approval. Just do it on your highest level because of the simple joy of you fulfilling your purpose in the world. Mm. Rachel Platten. Let's get a great one. Yeah! Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> there you have it, my friends. I hope you enjoyed this one. No dream is too big. If you are willing to put in the time, put in the work, you don't have to be the most talented person in the world at something, but you have to and you must embrace who you are and your unique gifts because only you has a unique gift. No one else has the gift that you can bring to the world. So stop doubting yourself. Stop looking for outside approval and start stepping into who you are and start giving and sharing your voice, your message, your talent, your gift with the world. If you enjoyed this one, make sure to take a screenshot, tag your friends, post an image of this on your Instagram story, on Twitter, on Facebook. Let me know what you thought of this at Lewis Howes over on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and tag at Rachel Platten as well. Let her know what you enjoyed most of this interview as I'm sure she would love to see your thoughts and your feedback. Make sure to check out her new album, Waves. You can get it all over the place online and follow her on social media. I'm sure she'd love to see some of your faces on social media as well. And as Earl Nightingale said, never give up on a dream just because of the time it will take to accomplish it. The time will pass anyway. You have something special inside of you. You have a gift. It's time to bring that gift to the world. I love you guys, and you know what time it is. It's time to go out there and do something great.
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Home isn't just a place, it's a state of mind. Like curling up in a comfy chair while it's cold outside. With a warm drink, or maybe even a wine in hand. As you watch the world go by outside your window. Mmm, short rib. Good afternoon, this is your captain speaking. Which is why at Delta, our people do our best to make you feel at home. Refill? Long before you get there. Delta, keep climbing. You seek the key, but first you must learn the ways of precision, craft, and performance with Acura's all-electric ZDX. With a premium bang and a Lufsen sound system up to a 313-mile range in a Type S variant with an estimated 500 horsepower, the ZDX is their most powerful SUV yet. Unlock the energy when you visit Acura.com to order yours today. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. I've learned the hard way that constantly holding on to your emotions and repeatedly choosing to not talk about your feelings will only make you feel worse and worse. And up until about 10 or 11 years ago, I was afraid to talk about my trauma that I experienced. And I know we all carry around different stressors, big and small. And when we keep them bottled up, it can start to affect us negatively. But therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. And if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online. It's designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to fit your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Lewis today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash L-E-W-I-S. 